Something that's made the past year way easier? Being a longtime user of HelloFresh. It's America's number one meal kit for a reason. And now's the best time to find out why. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 12FACE and use code 12FACE for 12 free meals, including free shipping. This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello and welcome to Oh by mm. Hello and mm. Take three. You're I back. hung out with I hung out with Jack the other day and he mentioned that he was listening to f face and then Eric was like, You sounded like Jack, and I took it like an insult, and now I'm self-conscious about how I start the show because I don't want to insult Jack. What? <laughs> what? I don't know how to start the show anymore. What do you mean? You've uh, never learned how to begin with. This is a, that's weird a good point. dilemma. That's an excellent point. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fuck Jack I f face podcast. <laughs> Uh, oh, no. Episode 47, my name is Jeff Ramsey, with me as always, Gavin Free, and uh, how would you like to be referred to this week, sir? Oh, however you want. I'm a, right. Both names work, yeah. Whatever we'll you go do. with Panton Somare this week. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, that's great. I actually, for how I have that bits email, I have it, I think it's Andrew, Sla it, it reads like Andrew Raymond Somare Panton, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great structure. It's a very like how how I organize. I should look at it. Hey, so I want to get back into what we were just talking about, Andrew. Before uh, I, I we were Gavin, we were dancing dangerously on the precipice of of doing content before the show started. Oh and shit! Luckily, luckily we we stopped. How early were you guys here again then? Because I was here uh, at three. Andrew and I were both here. We get we were here about fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, like early. ten just, minutes. Yeah, just talking. Yeah. We were talking about you a lot, and uh, it's a, we'll cover it with you later. It's, it's, <laughs> don't worry, it's coming from a place of love. <laughs> we, but we don't want to do it on camera right now. Oh, that's, that's kind of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Andrew was telling me that we're, we were talking about how we're uh, almost at the one-year anniversary of the show, uh, or at least the 52-episode anniversary of the show, and he was saying that he was really excited uh, that for the anniversary, he wants to fire off his fire extinguisher, where he was trying to figure out ways to do it safely. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I figured it'd be like a cool, exciting thing that was going to be a surprise at the time. But now I guess we'll just talk about it because I brought it uh, what, up. What do you mean reason. safely? Like you don't want to inhale it? Yeah, well, no, I don't want it to shoot all over my apartment. I don't want it to be a thing I have to clean up because they can really spread. They can be a nightmare from what I've seen. So do you want to talk about? Well, first off, if you don't want to talk about this, we can. No, 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 no. We can we, we've already gone so far. We could also we could also just beep that whole part out. No, no, we could just like talk a three about minute it. So my, I'd be curious to hear if Gavin had any ideas on how to accomplish this, or maybe people would know a better way to do this. Just shut your eyes and hope for the best. No, that's not. I could do that any day. That doesn't solve any <laughs> problems. You're just explaining firing the extinguisher. I mean, you've cleaned up worse. You had to clean up an upside down bowl full of cupcake. I really don't. I, I mean, that was an easy clean. It landed on the towel. <laughs> you, cleaned it, you cleaned it with your damn mouth is why it was easy. No, no, yeah, no, 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 easy. no, no. It took you no, two hours no, no, to no, clean no. it. It wasn't emotionally easy, Andrew. It <laughs> no. definitely was not. It was emotionally devastating, and I'm not going to get out of my comfy, warm bath to deal with that cupcake in that time. I'd have to reset everything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I told you, Jeff. I told Gap. Well, you may have been together, so you may have heard by proxy, but... I uh, the next week, literally one week later, same cupcake, same place, walking them up to my room because I got made fun of for the bowl. I put them on a plate, They're <laughs> both on a plate. 
and I'm, I'm in my room and I fall. I fell with the cupcakes, landed on the bed. They're fine. Save the cupcakes. <laughs> but uh, I just can't. It's dangerous. Those cupcakes are apparently dangerous for my health. What did you trip on? I stepped on like an adapter I had for a wall, like a converter. It was just on the floor and I stepped on it. My ankle immediately panicked and I just fell on the bed. But it led more into a conversation of if there is an item in my hands and I will fall, I will break both my legs before I let that item get damaged. It does not matter. The item immediately becomes a million times more valuable, even if it's like a glass of water. It, it doesn't matter if it has value or not. It's just I will never I immediately go into save the item mode. When I see your floor in my head, it's the floor of a six-year-old child. It's just like Legos and like a plastic shard, crayons, like some puzzle pieces. Yeah, there's it's just a just candy wrappers everywhere. I mean, that's not true, but I'm also looking at a candy wrapper on my desk. But it is not. This is this is an exception. And Pam and Waffle Bomb. The pan, the waffle bomb is gone. Here's what I was gonna say, Andrew. Here's what I think you should do. I do, I do. Uh, I appreciate Gavin just saying close your eyes and hope for the best. But I think you need to. I need. I think you need to prepare for a contingency. Uh, it is gonna make a bit of a mess. That's not a reason not to do it. In fact, I would argue it's a reason to do it. Mm. However, I think you need to allow yourself some uh, uh, some plausible deniability. So here, let me construct a scenario <laughs> for you. Okay. Okay. We want to set off. The fire extinguisher, we want to mitigate the amount of cleanup and damage. And we need to have a good exit story in case things go sideways. And the mm -hmm. police or the fire department gets called out for what they think is some sort of a fire-related emergency. The so police. here's what we do. Here's what we do. We don't know what's going to happen. Here's what we do. Crank up the hot dog warmer okay. in the closet. Go in, <laughs> shut the door, set off the fire extinguisher in the closet. That should eliminate most of the mess. But if for some reason the power is so strong, it blows the door off or whatever, and it causes some sort of a <laughs> catastrophe, you can always tell the police or the fire department, I, my, my hot dog machine caught on fire and I was trying to put it out. Okay. So your solution is to add a fire hazard to make it more valid. It doesn't really yes. prevent any yes. damage. Yes, because it, it gives them an out. It gives them a story out, which is what he's going to need. Sure. An out from the police. Who will be deployed, yeah. obviously, who, to any squeeze of a fire extinguisher. God, whatever, whoever, whatever public, I don't know how it works in Canada, whoever shows up to help. It's not in public, though, is it? He's not, no. he's not blasting it in a supermarket. I don't know what you want. No. But he's in an apartment complex. It sounds like, Eric says, it sounds like I might not know how it works in America either. I don't mean cops, cops. I just mean, like, EMS, whoever. <laughs> whoever comes when there's a problem. <laughs> The other day when Andrew's fire alarm went off, sirens showed up. We heard it. It was on the fucking podcast. Whoever drove that siren, that's who I'm preparing for. It. That's a fire alarm. For pressing a fire extinguisher doesn't have anything to do with the alarm. Who knows what could happen? <laughs> a bunch of white dust goes everywhere. That's what happens. That's it. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a chemical, though, in the stuff that would activate the alarm. Who knows? About I don't know. I don't know, like, definitively. I think All it's I know is when you, when you set off a fire extinguisher indoors, there are going to be unintended consequences, and you need to protect yourself with an out. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's not really... I'm just explaining how it happened in that case, and I don't know if that's even a less dumb of way. It's just... An, I feel like just saying it was a bit on a podcast is more reasonable than the whole do hot dog scenario that you're laying out. Uh, I guess, but then you're then you're basically saying I did this f as a meme or a lull, 
And uh, if there if there's any if there's any cost incurred, I would assume you would be uh, responsible. I don't feel like that changes with your story, though, in any way. I don't think there would be hot dog sympathy for. I think there would be hot me. dog sympathy. I think there would be hot dog. I think anytime anytime a house catches on fire from a, a wacky appliance <laughs> or something, they're not that that's their sympathy for that. I don't want any mess, though. I don't like. I don't want it. It has to be clean. That's why it's contained in your closet, probably. Probably is a key word. And also, like, if I fire it in the closet, I'm not going to pick it up on mic. It has to be at my desk or else I'd, well, I, I guess I could. I don't think I could move my setup. My setup is very set. It's not you portable. You film it on your phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my phone. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to film it on my phone. You remember that video oh, yeah. I sent you, Gavin? I'm going to film yeah. it on my phone. It's a great idea. A fucking postage stamp of a video everyone will enjoy. I sent Gavin, my, my phone's a piece of shit, and I sent Gavin a video off of it because something happened in a game, like a glitch. And it, I don't know what happened, but it sent Gavin the photo. It was the size of a postage stamp. It was completely unviewable. It was like 60 pixels wide or something. <laughs> it was insane. But I just put something in the mail, Andrew. You did. And maybe that problem won't be a thing anymore. That's a, a weird, you said that in a threatening way, even though I know it's a nice <laughs> gesture. Uh, I immediately think of like jingle all the way with the bomb pack. Like none of the, like, someone says I sent you something in the mail. I don't know. There's a, there's a tone to that. <laughs> I sent you something nice. You know, you did. I, I think I got to take umbrage with you too. You're criticizing me for telling Andrew to overcomplicate theatrically his fire extinguisher when Andrew's life mission is to overcomplicate things. Um, I feel like I feel like you're pointing a lens at me that you never point inwardly at yourself or that Gavin points at you. I think you're, that's a totally fair thing. I think a lot of the overcomplication comes, though, in the moment of anxiety and panic. It's not calculated a lot of the time, I'd say. Mm, that would be a I very see. calculated plan. Or like if the plan is calculated, it's to make less effort for myself and that what you're describing is more effort. Yeah, less effort than going and collecting a bunch of Chinese food menus and then placing them around a neighborhood just so you that's can get close point. to a house to pick up a package. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's less effort. Bit. Yeah, no, you're right. That's fair. That would, you're right. Okay. I would. Yeah, no, I was wrong. <laughs> it falls in the category. I just don't think it's effective is the problem. I don't see how I'm helping myself with your thing in any way. That's totally fair. I was just trying to give you some sort of a dignified out that's not like so you don't end up on the news as oh, like I local it. local podcaster all you know triggers fire alarms <laughs> since half of Vancouver <laughs> Island for for internet bit, you know? That that's more of a story than like what was there a fire to truck sent out? Oh uh, yeah, there was like some sort of a problem with a with a fucking with a toaster or something. They go, Oh, okay, whatever. I think it would be Garfield Legend Falls, considering the last time I was in the paper. I think it would be a follow-up. <laughs> Garfield Legend Falls, there you go. <laughs> How many different reasons could you end up in the paper? Uh, I, I mean, it's limitless, I think. It's not hard. I feel like the it's fire really alarm one is super easy. That's one of the easiest ways to get in the paper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I could go a, a lot, a lot lower. I think as uh, long as sure. you blast this thing in a room that doesn't have a smoke detector, like a bathroom... A room that's used to steam and particulates, mm. cupcakes. Just do it in there. It will give you a great excuse to clean no, your no, bathroom. No, no, as no, well. no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not firing it without a cover. Like I need something to slip out. I need some way to absorb the mess. You need a big top. I need a yeah. Well, like I said oh. to Jeff, my idea was to duct tape a bunch of trash bags to the nozzle. But then when I explained that to somebody, <laughs> Just they fire said it into a bag. 
yeah, I was just gonna fire it into a bunch of trash bags. They said either the the bag would blow out at the end, like from the force <laughs> of the pressure, or where I taped would not hold and it would just shoot off and then go everywhere. Yeah, I think you need a very big bag because it's compressed into that, you know, metal container. How how about this? Do you have a neighbor that you hate? No. Oh. Do you have a neighbor that you don't know very well that you'd like to get to know? All of them. Okay. <laughs> well, here's here's what you do. If you want to mitigate mess on your end, let's do this. Uh, wait for a neighbor to go to work. Then uh, you know they're not home. And then we'll just take it into the hallway and we'll stick the nozzle under their door. We set okay. it off that way. And then uh, uh, you just go back to your room. And uh, we, we could maybe stick like a... Try to stick like a like a little pin camera under there so we can kind of see the I, mess. But anyway, mm-hmm. and then uh, just be out in the hallway later and be like, when the guy or lady is getting off work and just be like, it's a crazy day. There was all kinds of noise and all kinds of weird stuff. They open up their door and they're like, oh, did it happen to you too? Weird happened to me. Let me help you clean it up. And then you can go in and you can videotape the, the mess and uh, and then we'll get to see that. <laughs> I like this idea more. The fire alarm went off today. Uh, there you go. In, in my place. I think you're right. I just need to, but it, it wouldn't line up. What are the odds it lines up? I mean, we've been pretty lucky with things. So that'd be insanely lucky if it lines up with that episode recording. <laughs> well, I just run out of here in the middle of the recording and just start firing a fire extinguisher everywhere just to like make sure everything's good. I was cautionary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Where's Nick today, by the way? He's late. He had to handle some sort of a work related emergency. Oh, is he going to be emergency. in this later? Yeah. Oh, Eric said he'll he'll be here later. One of my notes for today's episode is to talk to Nick about Ooh. something. I have Ooh. a theory. I have a theory about Nick, but I'll wait until he's here. Maybe he's dodging you. <laughs> oh, maybe. Maybe he saw my notes. So I have uh, I have one, two. I have a lot uh, that we could talk about today, but we don't have to talk about any of it. Do, do you want to go through your stuff, Ni- your Nicholas stuff, Gav? I, do, I, I feel like I should save the Nick stuff in case he does show up, but I, do, I have prepared. That's why I said Nick less stuff. Yeah, I have. All right, chill out. All right. Uh, I have prepared a small sound clip that I would like to play. Okay. Ooh. Took an embarrassing amount of time to make this. Going looking through old stuff. Uh, I'll just play it. It's about forty seconds long. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. When you were telling me on text, I'm pretty sure that you'd done this exact same thing last time you rolled your ankle. No, I didn't. No. No, this has never happened before. That's why it was eventful. I thought that last time. You rolled your ankle. You were ODing on the the painkillers, and you had like an anal fissure no. of some sort. No, never happened. <laughs> What's going on with your butt, dude? Jeff, didn't he no. say that he had an anal fissure because he was taking no, 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 too no, much? No, 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 no. I had an anal fissure recently. <laughs> I haven't had a chill uh, What's up with the anal fissure? It was uh, the prescription painkiller. Like, I was saving my ankle to to, to spite my butt. Um, I don't know if you know anyone exactly like you, Andrew, but that that's about how frustrating <laughs> it is to <laughs> interact with me on a, on a weekly basis. Let me... Okay. I don't... Well, what is... Now I gotta look it up. I, I didn't realize... I apologize. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, anal fish... What is a... <laughs> Now I, I mean, look you, do, into what... you do go on to say that you did. You don't know if it is one because you didn't really look, and it just felt like you were shitting okay. rocks, and you had like <laughs> yeah. icy hot on your asshole and that. But <laughs> you're, I'm honestly going. I'm really weak to okay. weak, really trying to listen <laughs> to the things you're saying. I'm trying to take it in. I want to pull off this content for future episodes. I want to have Small a good and... sort of <laughs> visualization of what we talk about, so we can 
Okay. So we can be on top of it. And you're making it very difficult for me. I'll be honest. That was that was my <laughs> fault. There was no bleeding in the past. Um, I think what happened was I probably Googled it right before we recorded and only read when you pass very hard or large stools during a bowel movement. And I was like, that seems like it was what happened. I don't think I had a... Maybe I did. I mean, I don't, I'm not a butt doctor. I can't diagnose myself. I just know well, there was no fine. blood in I the mean, past. It's less important what you actually had, but more importantly, what the things that you say seem to count for nothing. No, nah, I, I just, I didn't, I forget what happens in this podcast week to week. <laughs> oh my you God. You think I'm going to remember how I phrased a butt injury from what? <laughs> well, how far ago? I phrased it identically. That's how you phrased it. <laughs> yeah. And also, how am I? Why do I remember how you phrased it? Why am I? I don't know. I'm not the damn know, brain Gavin. who done it. I had to go back. I had to look through. I. You have no idea how long ago that was. I thought it was much more recent. That episode was from November. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I did not. Exp- I. That was quite the twist, Gavin. I thought you're, it was going to be waffle bomb related because you asked me about that episode somewhat recently. I did not know. I apologize. Hey, I didn't uh, remember using that terminology. I accept your apology. Uh, it was worth it for doing that, I think. That was, Gavin, that was brilliant. Wow. That was brilliant. <laughs> that was the best thing you've ever done for this podcast. Maybe oh, also the that... only thing you've ever done. <laughs> One of the only things you've ever done for this podcast. Makes me feel shitty about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Uh, I'll be taking offense to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's Jeff, like I'm you... living in my. I'm never. Fuck it. I'm not. Never mind. Go on. Continue. Continue. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Jeff, Jeff should we. Uh, I mean, this is like both of our bit. Should we talk about our bike ride? Okay. Yeah. Here's what we got. <laughs> I have the. <laughs> let's. Yeah. Let's do the bike ride. <laughs> you want to start? No. You, okay? you take it away. I'm sorry. I'm laughing still. <laughs> uh, Sunday now, Gavin and I. Gavin and I have been trying to go for a bike ride together for over a month, and one of us keeps canceling it for work or whatever, or, or, the uh, or the weather. The weather fucking shit on our mouths twice last week. I think we were trying <laughs> to do it. Like I was like I was like texting Gavin, and he's like, uh, "This isn't happening." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." And so Sunday, we finally got to go on a lovely little bike ride together. And uh, first off, I have discovered a new joy in life, and that joy is uh, leisurely riding to the top of a hill to sit and turn around and wait and watch while Gavin struggles mightily for <laughs> hours to make it up that hill. God damn, dude. He, his bike is even more bullshit than it seems to look at. <laughs> he, he can ride no-handed, leaning back like he's on a couch, straight up a hill. I'm having to switch down to, like, gear one, and he's looking back at me. My bike's swaying back and forth. You know when people are, like, <laughs> like pedaling so up and they're swinging all over the place to make it up, like, 200 feet of hill that he decided we should immediately start with. <laughs> and he's just cruising up. And then he's talking to me while he's doing this. He's telling me stories. Suddenly, I'm, like, 50 meters behind him. I'm like, Jeff! Come on! And I can't hear most of the story, and I'm having to pedal really hard to hear what he's on about. <laughs> I, he's not wrong. I took him. We immediately went up this giant hill, and then I got to the top of it, and I fucking I thoroughly enjoyed watching Gavin get up there. And then I thought it's going to be a lot more hilly this way. Let's just turn around and go back down it and go the other way. And so we just immediately it was, turned. Around. It was for no reason. And my bike, because uh, it's it's been. 
whenever we last went on a bike ride and we talked about how the brakes are switched and I almost died, that was the mm-hmm. last time I rode this bike. So now both the tires are flat. The air just, I guess, <laughs> there's a hole in one of them. I, we pumped it up immediately after about two minutes. They were like flaccid. And every time I went over a hump, you, I could feel it <laughs> bottoming out against the, against the metal. You never mentioned that. <laughs> so I'm riding up, up hills <laughs> with, with basically two flat tires while a lazy boy up here is just cruising up them. I de- Andrew, when he says lazy boy, uh, he's means it literally. <laughs> I, I realized the disparity in our in our gear really quickly, uh-huh. and so in an effort to be as insulting to Gavin as possible and as smug and as dickhead dickheadish as possible, I went up the whole hill without using my hands, and instead I interlocked them behind my head and then leaned back on the bike as if I was taking a nap in a, in a chair. Then I wow. get I get scared by there's we we were on the road so there was a cars coming up behind us the first car that got up behind us I was sort of a little bit scared he was coming up, he was clearly impatient I thought I'll get out of the way Jeff just leisurely cruises out into the road sl- slowing this car down and I panicked and I just turned off the wrong way which Jeff found really funny that we were we ended up in different directions down the street what? then later on it happened again and it's in like a one lane Jeff Jeff's like we're running through the middle of the road. And clearly, like, some cars are piling up behind us. So my thought is, let me get to the side. Jeff doesn't think this at all. He's like, I'll stay in the middle. <laughs> but then I was, you know, I was so panicked by this car. I put so much pressure on me that my, the bottom of my pedal twatted the curb. <laughs> and it <laughs> bounced my bike up. Jeff starts shitting himself with laughter again. And I'm, you and I'm thinking... You wrecked, yeah. you loser. <laughs> yeah, and I came, I came off. I came off. I had to pull off to the side. Uh, I was laughing, too. I couldn't see. Uh, but just, like laughing all over each other jeff makes fun of me for ages about this and then <laughs> no less than what eight minutes later jeff crashes for no reason into a, into wall. a wall his handlebars his handlebars hit the wall in front of a load of people by the way and, and i'm talking to him not looking at him i'm just to his side he's telling he's telling a story all i hear all of a sudden is i look over Jeff has hit the wall and I guess he like stopped the front of his bike dead. I look over, his ass is about two feet above the saddle and he's still holding on. It was the the most bizarre freeze frame and I think a much more embarrassing wreck than the one I did. It almost pitched me full over the front of the bike somehow. You, You turned right as I caught myself and it was more embarrassing. If only because you were right, there were probably 25 people in front of us. <laughs> yeah. All looking wall? at us. There was a girl look, looking and laughing, and I just started. I felt like that was the perfect time to point and laugh at you as well. <laughs> he, oh, yeah, you, you certainly did. Uh, here's the deal, Andrew. You said, how did I hit a wall? It, yeah. it, we were on a bridge going over like Lake Austin or Travis, whatever it is, the fucking water. <laughs> and that bridge has a, you know, it's fucking death on the left side over the railing. And then on the right, there's just a wall that goes up to the like a highway or something. And okay. I just, that was, I was trying to weave between people and, and I just, I just weaved a little too hard to the right. And I, my, the I see. handlebar caught an edge and then it just pulled the whole bike into the wall. And I flipped over it and got it. We're two grown that- men though. We're crashing like we're <laughs> six year olds. who just learned to ride. I don't know what's wrong with us. It might be the hardest I've laughed in <laughs> two or three months. It was, it, I felt like I was even, <laughs> I felt like I was. I had so much fun. I felt like I was ten years old again. I I went to bed going, I want to get tomorrow and I ride my bikes with my friend again. Of course, we didn't. But it was like it was the most fun. I can't tell you how much fun it was. I we, I had we a must really have good laughed time. for three straight hours. It was great. Yeah, but do, do you? You gotta be honest. Do you crash 
most times that you ride. Because there's no way, once again, I feel like I'm always <laughs> around you when this stuff's happening. It can't be anything to do with me. It must be a, basically a daily basis that this happens. I crashed today. <laughs> <laughs> but not bad. But yeah, oh. I did crash today. <laughs> Wait, what? What does that mean? Well, just my tire, like caught a edge wrong when i was going over like a like a concrete area and uh yeah and i fell off the bike for a second but it wasn't bad i wasn't going fast and it wasn't bad it just got like jammed up but yeah i would say probably every time i ride which is every day <sighs> i was telling gavin in that moment though andrew so i realized i've unintentionally made the repairman and the bug person think that i'm a porn director i think because mm. uh Why? Well, uh, Emily and I went to Marfa <clears throat> and out to West Texas for uh, like a little time away recently. And we like rented a little house out in the desert, you know. And in that house, it had this really cool uh, little like portable projector. And mm -hmm. we got kind of jazzed about it because you could just kind of move it around the house. And it was really easy to use all Bluetooth and stuff. And so when we came home, I started looking at them and I found one that looks just like a little Bluetooth speaker. And it's got like a five hour battery. And so I bought one. And uh, it was pretty cheap. And we just stuck it in the bedroom on a tripod and pointed it at the ceiling uh, just for the hell of it and instantly became hooked on watching ceiling TV. But it now I have a giant tripod with a big glowing black thing with a green <laughs> dot pointing right at my bed. And we just walk around and we don't ever think about it. But the, then I caught, we had the bug guy come over the other day and <laughs> I saw him, uh, I just saw him looking at it for a while and I thought, oh fuck, he thinks we film ourselves or something. And I, I, and I didn't know how to explain to him because we hadn't had any kind of dialogue yet. I didn't know how to explain to him. Yeah, that's a, that's a projector. That's not, that's not a camera, you know. <laughs> that's where I project my porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and then later in the day I was having, the, and I don't know that I want to get into it today, but you know, I was having a, a foundation repairman come out and look at my house. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, uh, he was like, uh, well, you got interesting uh, stuff going on in here. And I was like, oh, 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 oh. And then I explained it to him. He brought it up. Uh, but uh, anyway, and then on top of that, on it, I watch my breaks, right? I watch my baseball card, basketball breaks, that kind of stuff. And I do that uh -huh. on YouTube, but I can't be bothered. I don't actually have a YouTube account. Like I've always just used like mm -hmm. different Rooster Teeth accounts because for work and stuff. So it like every time it loads YouTube on my ceiling, it, it tries to get me to log in. And so I have to hit skip. But that fucking login screen every time give you I give you a hundred dollars if you can guess what it is, Andrew. Oh, there's no way I'm going to guess. I'll tell you what it is. It's a giant Gavin free. So ah. it's like a slow-mo guy's still. So on my ceiling every night when I want to watch TV, the first thing I have to do is mm. like look at Gavin's face like it's fucking Queen's Gambit. <laughs> I, and I'm like, I'm learning Gavin chess moves every yeah. night of my life. He's one of the last things yep. I see before I fall asleep. No, I should have guessed that because I have the annoying thing. That's, <clears throat> that's my cable box app. Does the same. Every yeah. time I log into my fucking YouTube app through the cable box, I have to see Gavin's dumb face. It's extra Isn't it the worst? Because I'm like framed perfectly on the left, but then all of the <laughs> sign-in text is covering up Dan. Well, I do appreciate that part. If I had to look at Gavin and Dan, that'd be a rough day. But I, I can stomach look at one of you. But every night I'm laying up and I'm just thinking about like, I'm just thinking about that little girl in the fucking episode one of the Queen's Gambit moving chess pieces around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing it with a British idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Why not get the perfect Mother's Day gift for the woman in your life who wiped your butt first? Years before you even considered it. Not only did she do it, she did it with love. And then, most likely, 
she taught you how to do it. For a woman who's done so much for you, why don't you bring her into the future with the brand new Hello Tushy 3.0 Modern Bidet Attachment. Oh my God, it's stylish, it's eco-friendly. Moms love eco-friendly stuff. It's easy to install. Moms love easy to install stuff. They hate hard to install stuff. It's on the list. It's one of the things that moms hate most uh, in the world. It'll also uh, help stop flushing her retirement down the toilet in toilet paper costs. Once you're on a fixed income, those hiking, rising toilet paper costs, they will really eat into uh, all of those retirement benefits. It's brutal. But the Hello Tushy 3.0 cleans butts like a champ, and it cuts down on those toilet paper costs by eliminating up to 80% of the need for toilet paper. It also cleans itself. Mom cleaned up after you, not just your butt. She cleaned up your lunch and your mess and your clothes and your socks and your sleepover parties and your breakfast every... All the stuff that mom did for you, she cleaned for you. You can clean for her too. It cleans itself with the Smart Spray. It's an automatic self-cleaning nozzle. Just think about that for a second. Have you thought about it? Okay, that's good. Plus, every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Has mom already got a Tushy? Well, that's okay. You can upgrade hers to the 3.0 or get one for a second toilet. Your mom probably has two dumpers. Make sure they're both fitted out. Give the gift of a clean butt. Go to hellotushy.com face to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for our listeners at hellotushy.com slash face for 10% off. hellotushy.com slash face. This show is brought to you by our show's new sponsor, BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us take care of our bodies, but 2020 and 2021 have been tough. Very, very obviously tough. So we might want to take care of our minds too. There's a misunderstanding of what therapy is. It can be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be sitting around and talking about feelings or your childhood or anything like that. I, I talk about my career a lot. I talk about work decisions. I have my therapist help me work out, you know, which direction do I want to go, which is a better option for me, that kind of stuff. And it's been invaluable in my life. A lot of people battle with their temper or their stress is about to kill them or they have depression, anxiety, PTSD. The list goes on. And if this is you, you can use therapy to get some tools to make life easier. I certainly have. When everyone is struggling with something, there's no more shame. You don't have to tell everyone your personal business, but you can talk to a therapist about it privately. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself, because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and face listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com face. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash face. You just dropped, uh, I feel like, a horrifying image, Jeff, into our Discord without context. Oh, I got distracted yeah. by that. What is that? Yeah, I'm looking in the chat. I dropped it in so we could talk about it in a minute, but we can get into it. Uh, this is something that came through the Instagram, I believe, uh, that someone from uh, a comment lever alerted us to. That is a Don Zimmer teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> that was created as a promotional item by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays and given away at baseball games. Oh, it's just horrific. It's he, great. It's somehow he looks sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does have a gleam to him. Yeah, a bit of a. It, it, it's like 
something designed to be cuddled that looks like it doesn't want to be cuddled at all. Absolutely. Very serious expression. Only wants to talk about baseball. <laughs> I'm just imagining that now in that in that scene in E.T. where it just pans slowly across. <laughs> what would be the last so- <laughs> thing to be picked up by a kid? <laughs> I hope somebody makes that image. <laughs> we'll put it on the Instagram if you make it, please. Oh, my God. Uh, so I bought three of them. <laughs> One for each of us. <laughs> Immediately. The second I found it. Uh, so I'll let you guys know when they come in. Awesome. It's yeah. funny. As soon as uh, I... You, we got the text about it. I went to buy the. I went to two different listings and they were sold immediately. No, those were the two I, I bought. I bought those. Yeah, <laughs> but that that's, that's while we're talking Zimmer, Gavin. Did you see the thing that that hit Twitter today? Um, Trevor showed it to me about the 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 predictive off topic from like a year ago. No. All right, Andrew hasn't read it, hasn't heard it either. I've listened to it. I think it's insane. I'm going to try to play it to you guys through my microphone. If it doesn't work, uh, or if it sounds like shit, I'm sure Nick can superimpose for the episode. But for you guys, can just listen to it on your own. I'll send you the link. But this is from an off-topic over a year ago. Off-topic number 229. That's a podcast that we do, uh, some of us do at the company that predates this one. It's called Red Dot Dually. Listen to this. That's the shirt shirt that's going to crop up. When we're like 10 oh. years from now on a Reddit post or a Twitter post or whatever, Zim Zam social media comes out in 10 years from now. Yeah, I'm going to Zam a shirt up there. That's, that's what you do oh, in the nice. future. Oh. We're going to see photos of people being like, oh, I just picked up this shirt at, uh, you know, Goodwill. And it says front on the back. What, you guys know, what is this? <laughs> I just I can't wait for that moment when it's like completely irrelevant and no one has any grounding for anything for it. Trevor Collins Whoa. over a year ago unintentionally predicted predicting the Zimmer shirt. <laughs> he was in the Zimmer zone before any of us. He fucking created the Zimmer zone. We're swimming in his wake. <laughs> the Zim Zam whatever. Am I on that podcast? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's I wonder see. if he's subconsciously influenced me if I'm on it. If I'm not on it, huh. I've probably not heard it. I don't know. Uh, let's see. It just says Michael was on it. Trevor was on it. Matt Bragg was on it. I assume Dooley was on it. Uh, I don't see on there, Gav. Mm. Alfredo. Yeah. How fucking nutso is that, though? That is bonkers. We've had some pretty ridiculous coincidences on this podcast. We have. That's like that. Uh, well, I think we can. Obviously, we should talk about the coincidence of the porta potty phone call because some people in the yeah. audience, uh, some comment leavers seem to have trouble believing that that was legit. But also, like, similarly, I was telling Andrew earlier that story, Gav, about how you and I were filming a Minecraft series for the company where the point of the series is when you die, you're dead. It's called you're dead, you're dead. So you only get one life and the goal is to be the last person alive and it can take hours and hours across weeks, right? And in it, you were chopping down a tree, which there's a new mechanic in Minecraft. When you chop a tree down, you you actually fell the tree. Like in the old days, it would just pop and all the gubbins. I think it might be a mod that we're using. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a mod. But now it's like timber and it falls and it does like what a tree does. It like kicks back a little bit and you stand back. Kind of reminds me of that game, The Forest, we used to play actually, uh, the way it falls. But in that episode, we Gavin was telling the story about how, or we were discussing the story that you told on Face about how you thought I threw a branch out of a second story window <laughs> to hit you in the forehead and now you don't sunbathe anymore. And while... <laughs> <clears throat> while we're telling that story and people are like why would you think jeff would hit you in the head like with a tree of all things 
Gavin cuts a tree down, chops a tree down, and it kicks back in a way that it doesn't normally, and it fucking kills him. And so we're like, I'm like telling the story, and then it pops up, and it because Minecraft has death messages, <laughs> and it just says Gavin Free was killed by a tree, a falling tree. It was tree. so shocking that I didn't even really make a death noise. You can just hear me go, <gasps> <laughs> like a little gasp of like, oh my. <laughs> it was the craziest coincidence and timing, and I it was so weird, and I feel like that happens so perfectly and so often for us at Face. It's a, it's almost like as if the universe has ordained the show. Yeah, it's like everything is circling face somehow, and we don't even know it. Yeah. It was hard to convince people that I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. And I I mean, the, the way I play games and videos, very careless. I try and be as careless as possible, but I don't ever do anything like that on purpose. I, I mean, I'll play in a dangerous way for sure, but I don't... That, that was so unbelievably perfectly real, and I can't believe it happened. Absolutely. It is an insane moment. There's another one, like, un- even before the porta potty call, which was crazy. I mean, like, the, the layers of which us being able to capture that. I didn't, even, switched... I didn't even think about it, but. Yeah, like, we had to move the recording for, I don't even know why we moved it, but we moved it. We typically record on Thursday. We recorded it on a Friday that week, which is rare. And then we had to do two because Jeff was out the next week. So unless, like, we did two episodes and we moved the day, it's the only reason. Like, if we only, only did one episode that day, we still would have missed it. It was like yeah. 30 minutes into the next episode. It was just an insane <laughs> coincidence. And honestly, ideal for me, because I hate talking to people on the phone, like especially numbers I don't recognize. So, but it became like the, oh, this is so clearly insanely perfect show content overrid any personal anxiety Same. I typically have. So it was ideal Dude. for dealing with this. But you're very good on the phone. You're very polite. I feel like people like talking to you on the phone. Why don't you Oh, like but internally terrified the entire mm. time. I just, yeah. I, I, yeah, it might sound good on the surface inside panic factory happening, but uh, it overruled the moment overruled the anxiety for me. I'll go further and say, too, that if that hadn't happened in that moment, I, I would I, I only picked up the phone for content. I would have continued. Yeah. To, I guarantee you there would not. I, I still would not have seen that porta potty at this point. If that hadn't happened on camera then you couldn't have forced me to pick up the phone and I would have continued to dodge that or get creative or come up with some other mm-hmm. bit. But I, I did not intend for the porta potty to make its way to my house. That picture <laughs> of you inside it, by the way, phenomenal. Oh, oh amazing. Yeah, it, uh, we'll put that up, I guess, whenever, next week, right? Whenever next last week. Week's yeah. Yeah. Episode, yeah, last week uh, or next week. Whenever we film the stuff. But uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I intended to do stuff with the bit and to, to continue to go, but I didn't want it at my house. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> and then it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because we ended up having so much fun and came up with so many ideas for the for the porta potty. And I was able to have it in my front yard next to a mega walking and bike riding path where tons of people uh, commute <laughs> and get exercise. And for eight fucking days or something, nobody used the porta potty. I was I was terrified, and every morning I would get up and check. Was so scared, so scared. Because the second that thing, the second some stranger Peter pooped in it, it was dead. It was no, there's no recovering from that. There's no amount of cleaning that fixes that porta potty so that we can then use it for future uh, face endeavors. It was going right in the trash. You can't unshit a porta potty. You cannot unshit a porta potty. That is, you should put that on a shirt, Gavin. <laughs> So is it at the office now? Did it get picked up? Yeah, yeah, they picked it up. uh, I think it got picked up yesterday. And I'd like to point out, not a single neighbor, not that I know any of my neighbors, not a single one of them came over and said, hey, 
What's with the big, ugly, <laughs> pink shitter in your front yard? <laughs> well, so, it's because it was beautiful. If it was HOA, they'd be like, you got to paint that a different color. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that porta potty's one inch too tall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another qu- like sort of random, not nearly as exciting as the uh, porta potty call. When I was doing one of those bullshit puzzle things, like when I made that server and I was just kind of making up as I go, like the riddle thing, yeah. I had a clue and it was related to the old NBA commissioner or something. I don't remember what it was. It was so long ago. I don't remember the David specifics Stern? of it. Yeah, I had like a David Stern thing. And then it just, I didn't know this. David Stern has two kids and their names are Andrew and Eric. And it just, I had no idea. And so then people, that's how they interpreted the clue. And they went on this whole thing about David Stern's kids. I just didn't know. Just a random coincidence. It's just a, like the, the amount of things that just happen to connect accidentally <laughs> with the show are phenomenal. <laughs> that's yeah, how I remember that. That was, that was insane. Other Don Zimmer products we kind of went over. I just wanted to share these as well. I feel like Tampa really took advantage of the Zimmer zone more than any other team did. Yeah, they knew the product they not Product not as great, but the box, I just think oh! it's fantastic. Look at that smile. Look at oh Zimmer's grin. I don't know if he has eyes, but he looks thrilled to be a snow globe. It's weird. The only thing I can think to describe that is that his face is so much bigger than his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's too much face for his eye holes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, The product not great doesn't really look like him, but that box. What a fantastic uh, box. The product actually looks like Bob Hope a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they also made fans, which is great. Somebody selling an autograph fan, which is just a fantastic <laughs> one. It's like, it's like 20% throat. <laughs> the... <laughs> I bet its cooling abilities are much higher than anyone else's. <laughs> the second uh, this podcast is over, I'm on eBay buying those. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, speaking of Jesus, is there more? Uh, no, that I mean, I have one more. It's not quite as good. I could share it. They did. It's more just like he looks like a fucking hot dog in the. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I didn't even save the... Give me a second. I got to go pull the image. They made bobbleheads. They made this Zimmer. I think it was Checkers. It wasn't even the team. Checkers made a bobblehead of of Zimmer. And he just looks hot dog, like kind of orangey red. What color would you say a hot dog is? Red? uh, Brown. Brown? You'd say brown? I don't know what I'd necessarily... like, But it's hot, like a hot dog Zim. I would say nature's orange. It's a hot dog Zim for you. Nature's orange is literally an orange, Jeff. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Na- not nature's fruit orange, nature's color orange. Well, yeah. What? It's like it's like a, it's like a, the oranges the meat will get. Maybe. I think oranges are way more complicated Tan. than we realized. That's something I've learned from this podcast. I, I would. What was your the mandarin? Not calling a mandarin an orange, Gavin. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that whole orange yeah. related discussion. Eric, what color is what color is a hot dog? You're asking me what. Are you asking me what color a hot dog is? Yeah, I want to get an outside opinion. Well, you're not listening, Eric. Aren't you supposed to be listening? I am listening. I'm, I was taken back because <laughs> I don't... Or There's a lot to oranges. Yeah, I think there's... You know, oh, is orange a clementine and orange? Yeah. What color is a hot dog? Uh, but we pink. were just talking about the color of a hot dog. That's yeah. how we got to oranges. That's right. But then circling back really fucking got me. That was uh, <laughs> but bizarre. But the color of a cooked hot dog? Uh, I would give it a pink color. Do you not think it's a pink oh, hue? Maybe mm, pink. After cook, I would say less pink. I say it's like a 
brownish. Like a brownish? I mean, when I put ketchup on a hot dog, it's red on brown, kind of. But here, here's the thing. Like, when I think of a hot dog, I don't think of one that I'm holding in my hands with, like, grow marks on it. I think of what a hot dog in a commercial looks like. And to me, it's like that really pink hue that it never really is when you eat it. Like, that mm. in my head is what color a hot dog is. You know what I mean? Hmm. I think that settles it. <laughs> Case there you have it. See you later. Thanks, Eric. I mean, brown <laughs> is just dark orange, really. <laughs> are we going down another Gerpel road? Oh, man. <laughs> we, are, we already did the color thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though Andrew never said it. So, no, oh, I did say Gerpel. That's no. Yeah. We nah, will go back you, to the tapes on that. You yeah, said you I said didn't, it. and then we reviewed it. Yeah, you said it. Thing. You said it. In the process of, like, buying this dumb Zimmer shit, Andrew and I have been, well, we've all been working on kind of in the background, an idea for sort of a like a live streamed event thing, kind of around like dumb baseball cards and, and collectibles and stuff and and opening up and kind of like having fun with them, whatever. And so Andrew and I have been looking at uh, doing some research and on like weird, funny stuff to collect. And I discovered that there uh, are apparently it's very popular. Game of Thrones trading cards are very, very popular. And uh, they're very expensive, actually. I bought a box for this thing, this live stream that we may do, and it cost me like $120, which I'm hoping uh, will be worth it in the end. But they, as a part of it, they're, we're looking for chase cards, things to look for. And they make these autograph cards, but they're quote autograph cards. So the characters will put like a famous quote that they, that they said down, and then they'll sign their name. So as you can see, like here's an image of some. You can see like... Arya Stark there said, uh, Maisie Williams said, uh, Valar Morgalis, that makes sense. Uh, Jamie Lannister just wrote uh, Kingslayer. The guy that plays the Hound wrote, I like to kill people. But my favorite, uh, my second favorite on the left is the lady who was one of the, one of the mean religious shame ladies. She just wrote shame and an exclamation point <laughs> and signed her name, which I want to get now. I think that's fucking phenomenal. But on top of that, the dude that plays Hodor, his card, he just wrote Hodor, Hodor, and then signed his name. <laughs> it's like Gus's shirt. It's Hodor like Gus's quotes, shirt. Hodor. <laughs> that shame, uh, uh, Hannah Waddingham, I think is her name. She's yeah. in Ted Lasso. Have you seen that? No, I haven't, but everybody tells me it's I should. pretty good. You should yeah. watch it. Is she good in it? She's amazing in it. Okay, well, calm down. We'll oversell it. <laughs> anyway, I thought those were funny. And, and then, Andrew, you found some weird... You found some lost shit that was really bizarre. I did. I found, I was trying to get, I didn't save the photo of one. Do you remember that character that had the eye patch? Hurley. That was in like season, no, not Hurley. I'm talking about a different card first. The, uh, there's the eye patch guy. He was like bald and he was menacing. He worked for the Dharma Initiative. The, is he the guy who, uh. He kills Charlie. Kills, yeah, drowns in yeah, the yeah, yeah, station. Yeah, the grenade thing, yeah. He just, it, they had a series of cards that were just his eye patch from the show. <laughs> which seems super inconvenient for like that character that like I like the idea of like stealing someone's eye patch and then cutting it into pieces and selling it. But even better than that, there was a Hurley card and uh, the great the rare piece with authentic show item and it's just sand. It's just a sand Hurley card. I assume fake sand as well. Yeah, I assume they're not actually no, stealing. They're not sand stealing from the beach. Hawaiian Island. They're just grabbing <laughs> grabbing the beach, calling it a card. Um. <laughs> I just don't know, and I don't remember what the fake sand was for. I need to go back and see, because I feel like they buried somebody with sand in that season. Well, he's got a, in the photo on the card, he's got a, like, a container, and it looks like a skull or something in the sand. Well, I, I know <laughs> Nikki and Paulo died, but I, I think, 
other people get killed in that season. <laughs> oh, yeah, they get buried alive because they have that paralysis they do. thing, don't they? That is true. They bury them. But I don't know if Hurley did that. I feel like Hurley was doing... He was in love with Libby, and Libby gets shot. This turned way deeper into a lost conversation than I intended. But that power guy was weird. that crazy-looking dude in 300, wasn't he? The guy with all the, the shit in his face. Oh, the bad guy? Yeah. Xerxes. Yeah, well, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was. I don't. I can't think of him in any other role though. It's three hundred and lost. Was he in Love Actually? No. Was he? No. What's? The, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. <laughs> he was in but There's some great stupid entertainment cards that exist. I don't know where it ranks on the towel. I think the towel collectible cards might be the greatest dumb thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's it's up I was there, talking yeah. to. We were. We had this idea. There's no way we can accomplish this. But a card company. We're talking about this, Gavin, needs to do, like, the grossest inserts. I was saying, like, I'd be so excited for cups, like, in the <laughs> UFC, like, I, a run of UFC cups. It's just the guy's cup, especially, like, if he was fighting against, like, the greatest of all time, having a cup that was accidentally kicked by, like, an amazing fighter would be a fantastic collect. That'd be pretty good. But, uh, I don't know, I... I, I is there anything else we want to talk about the stream thing? I feel like we're still planning. Uh, no, no, no. We're, just, we're still in the planning phases. We got a long way to go. But we've got some really funny stuff that I'm pretty excited about. And uh, we figured out the perfect role for Gavin uh, on Sunday, which I'm really jazzed about, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually a little jealous of Gavin. It's, it's the role I've always wanted to play in something. Uh, so I'm a, little, I'm a little jealous that he gets to do it. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll figure that out. And then that'll happen some point. Or we won't, and it won't. And then you'll never hear from it again. Either way. <laughs> really behind this idea <laughs> well i just you know i like to set expectations uh low as it were uh do you got oh, eric said it's uh, i'll make sure it doesn't happen wow i want to quiz eric on his lost knowledge he seems to be on the or is he just googling it i think he's googling. eric do you know lost what a weird collectible yeah i like lost a lot i think that was probably like yeah. the last tv show that i watched where it was like worth my time mm. you think the ending was worth your time uh, yeah, you know, I didn't hate the ending. I didn't, you know, I didn't love where, how long it took to get there, but I didn't hate the ending. I didn't hate the ending the way that everyone, like, the, like a lot of other people hated it. I thought it was good. It's like the Sopranos. I like that ending too. I like the yeah. ending ending, but I thought all, all of that being like nullified by it's, ah, let's not get into it. <laughs> nullified? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, like all of like the flat, all of like the alternate reality stuff turns out to be hello to bollocks. Not it's real. not a lot. No, because that was the finding. Listen, you really want to talk about this. We can't. Listen, but no one wants to hear nah. it. I, you guys are going to give, if there's any audience that's listening to this that's a holdover <laughs> from the RT podcast, they're going to get PTSD. <laughs> we spent years talking about that show and they begged us not to. <sighs> if you do, you got, I can tell you a story about uh, the most treacherous horse ride of all time, if you'd like. Yeah, go I'd for love it. to hear it. All right. So, a couple weeks ago, Emily and I were out in West Texas in the desert. We went to, uh, we were in the mountains, uh, kind of near Big Bend, and uh, we noticed that there was a ad. We were looking for stuff to do, and I like to ride horses. She's a big horseback rider as well. Uh, a lot of fun. And so uh, we found a place that did horseback riding that was open and appeared safe and everything with COVID protocols, and it was like a small group. So we scheduled it for like late in the day. It was like a sunset thing. Thought that'd be fun. And we drove out there and we get to this horse place. And first off, uh, it's giant. It's on the side of a mountain and there's nobody there. And we walk around going through like restaurants and buildings and stuff. And it's just like a ghost town. And it and suddenly I feel like 
somebody's behind every window staring at us, you know, like it was super creepy. And I thought like, oh, we're gonna get murdered. There's like one road out. We're like, we're deep into this place. This is a little scary. And then a lady showed up and she was totally normal and it was fine. But she she put us on these uh, these horses and she goes, well, we're getting on the horses. She goes, do you guys want to wear helmets? And uh, and I go, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> and she goes, OK, you don't have to. And I go, well, yeah, but we're horseback riding. And she's like and she's like, yeah, that's fine. The helmets are over there. And as we're going over there, I was like, do we have to wear a helmet? And she's like, I just have to. I'm just required to to recommend you wear them but and i was like are you gonna wear a helmet and she's like uh no probably not and i was like well i guess i won't wear a helmet then why not and uh that turned out to be fine the decision but it was a huge mistake that i realized instantly and i'll tell you why uh and i will never ride a horse without a helmet again very dangerous i won't do that so she was like it's it's a it's a gentle trot it's gonna be real easy if you've ridden horses before this is gonna be no problem so it's not really dangerous these are real calm horses we're like cool then she pointed us towards a mountain and we went straight up it like <laughs> like you see a goat hanging off the side of Everest up. And I look around and you realize that these mountains from a distance, you see these like green hills and they look kind of like as they go up and then you see like little rocks dotted out throughout it. And it just looks really soft and, and pretty up close. It's it's uh, it's limitless boulders that are. <laughs> jagged to like it's almost as if it's almost as if you took a razor blade and you made it a ball and and then <laughs> covered the ground with rock ball razor blades the horses are like stumbling around and i'm like oh my lord and i'm like this is a little more cowboy than i have done before and she's like yeah it's cool these guys do this all the time and she's like keeping us calm and talking to us but it's a little it's a little like we're going like straight up and then it's starting to get dark. We get really, really far up. We're, and it's beautiful. There's like this huge sunset and stuff. But early on at this point, I look at Emily and I'm like, which one of these horses do you think we're going to have to shoot before this is over? Because I just imagine one of these horses falling and breaking a leg or something. You know, it's terrifying. And uh, we get all the way up there and we're stopping and we're talking and we're kind of viewing the, the vista and stuff. And she's like, OK, now we're going to go back down. And I turn around and I look down this mountain and I'm like, oh, I'm definitely dying. Like, there's no way I'm making it back down. It was brutal getting up. And we go down and we're going down a little bit. And then we get to a point and it's a little rocky. And she's like, yeah, we'll be a little careful over here. And then I don't know how to explain this other than it, it was me in the back, then Emily, then the rider or the, the trail guide and their horse. And the horse just out of the blue fell in slow motion <laughs> and fell on the lady in slow motion on the side of at the top of a mountain as the sun was going down and I had no cell service. I don't know how the fuck to get, we're, we're miles from civilization. I don't know where the fuck we are. And the horse just falls over on this lady and I go, ah, oh my God, are you okay? And she just immediately goes, I'm fine. It's no big deal. Don't get off your horse. And I'm looking at Emily and I'm like, should we help her? And she's like, it's okay. Just stay calm. It's not a big deal. I'm fine. Uh, from under the horse. And then and I'm like frozen. And I just like, I just, I like pull my fish out my phone real fast to see if I have signal and I don't. And I'm like, this is all happening. It probably happens in 15 seconds, but it feels like a year, you know? Mm -hmm, and because yeah. I'm just looking around and all I see is, is desert mountain. That's it, it, darkness, a jagged, 
boulder-filled, razor-bladed path going down that I don't even know where it goes. We're going down a different way that we came up. Not that I could have figured it out the other way either. I'm just thinking, like, I hope the horse can lead us back to safety. I'm thinking this lady's going to die. How do I pick up a thousand-pound horse? She's trapped under it. She's laying on all these jagged rocks. Like, this is, like, we're going to have to medevac somebody. Like, there's going to be a helicopter, you know? She's going to be like the lady. We're going to strap her in. She's going to spin. You know, I'm like, I don't know how this is. Am I going to be able to get back by tonight like am i gonna freeze up here on the mountain how do we i'm all this stuff's going through my head in about 10 seconds and then she just yells at the horse she's like i don't remember the horse's name so i'm gonna say bill she's like get up bill and the horse goes it doesn't move (laughs) and she goes bill get up and then the horse just fucking uncrashes like it just (laughs) in slow motion stands back up and the lady just stands up she just like dusts her legs off hops on the horse and just takes off it's like all right sorry about that let's keep going like it was no big deal I like in your mind you had already started visualizing well, i'm gonna have to cut her horse open and hide inside yeah. it while she's underneath yeah it. I, i'm I, it's exactly it's like all right we need to i'll, I'll take one of the ra- i'll take one of the razor blade rocks and i'll taunt on the horse right i'll stuff emily in. she'll that'll keep her warm you know i like i don't know i'll like i'll bathe in the i'll, I'll use the entrails i guess that'll keep me warm i don't know you know, and then it's like, I don't know how to set a broken bone. I figure the lady's got hours to live, Max. I figure her lungs have collapsed, you know, and it was she was totally just like, she's like, yeah, that never happens. But, uh, you know, it's why you got to be careful. Anyway, keep going. And then we just go down pretty as you please, had a wonderful rest of the ride and went about our day. <laughs> was that the most stressful sunset that you've had? That was the most horrific sunset I have Ooh. experienced in 45 years. It was beautiful. <laughs> But I was like, if that lady hadn't been okay, I might uh-huh. still be up there. <laughs> I'm also reasonably certain because we were on a desert, in the desert, on a mountain, surrounded by rocks and, and cactuses and shit. I am convinced that had I had to get off that horse, I would have been eaten by snakes within 15 minutes. <laughs> by snakes? They would have devoured. They would have... They would have found they would have found like half of my shoe and that'd be the only way they knew that Emily and I were even there. That'd be like a horse femur and half my shoe. And that would be that they would put a they'd put a fucking they'd make one of those rock graves as a marker for me and like somebody would put two sticks together and they'd wrap it with fucking twine and they'd stick it in. And they'd be like, We think he probably got eaten here. I just love the idea of them finding three dead horses, two dead people, and a bloated snake, like, slithering off, like, ah, the other guy must have left. Not even a snake, he said snakes, like a gang of snakes made an alliance, just full with Jeff. Anyway, Uh, anyway, uh, I just mentioned, maybe I, I... Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that I didn't wear a helmet, but I just wanted to like always wear a helmet. Safety first, people. I had a momentary <laughs> lapse in judgment. I was fine. It worked out okay. But the second I started to go up that mountain, I realized that if I were to fall off that horse, I was going to die. It's amazing that the lady didn't die. She was fine. She might have come across stronger because of it. She was a pro, but I was <laughs> terrified for the hour and a half that I was doing that. Are you worried about the uh, helmet-centric comment leavers by saying that? Ooh. Uh, no, I, I assume that they'll say, wear a helmet, idiot, and I'll go, I agree. Fair I play. totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. I, Andrea, before we wrap up this one, uh-huh. I know that you've opened up ffacebits at gmail.com. Yeah. Have That's a great point. More or less than 50% of the emails been people telling you to eat the pencil? Oh, I, I mean, it's, I've gotten a lot of emails. I'm working through them. There's currently 447 that I, I, I've yet to touch. 
Uh, not many, I feel like, are pens. What I was more surprised by, and I guess I shouldn't have been surprised by this because I, I said it in a way that was a declaration of war, but I'd already talked about it on Twitter beforehand, so I didn't really think about it as that actually be the inspiration for it, for going after Jeff with the Porta Potty Armada. A lot of people <laughs> willing to sign up to go against Jeff. That's what I'd say a, wow. an overwhelming majority have been subject-lined as, and that's not really what that email is intended for. It's just like, <laughs> if you have something you want to contribute in some way. Also... <laughs> I, and it's a mistake in a sense of it's it's wonderful. It's been so exciting seeing all the different like skills and talents and how amazing people are in the community with what they can do. But it's just a constant reminder of how useless I am creatively <laughs> or artistically. It is just the the extent and just the volume of which people are are talented is impressive. Feel free to email that email at fasbits at gmail.com. That felt like a whole promo. It wasn't intended to be. It's just genuinely super impressive what people are are able to do. I would refute that, Andrew. I think you are creative and artistic in in diff in, in comedic ways. Yeah, like all like you you're mentioning. We're talking about this whole thing and about the 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 porta potty armada. If you hadn't sent the porta potty, if you hadn't had that creative artistic idea to send a ludicrous pink porta potty to threaten it and then to actually do it, we wouldn't have the idea to stuff all of us in the porta potty, including Eric, and make us record <laughs> an entire album called the Pink Album. That wouldn't exist. That's art that's going to exist because of you. Could we do like a hands on a hard body scenario of like the last? Well, no, nobody wants to win the porta potty. I was going to say last person in the porta potty gets the porta potty, but nobody wants it. It would just be a rush to try to get out of the first person out has wins. First person out wins the porta potty. <laughs> I like that idea. That could be an yeah. even better. Yeah. <laughs> Flipping it. Whoever can last the longest. Oh, not even the longest. Just has to outlast the other. other what are the chances that all four of us fit in? Uh, I don't know. You're going to have to get into the, in, which is another reason why it's good. Nobody Peter pooped because you're going to have to get into the toilet. Probably you're the you're the smallest you're I've, you're very you're very limber, so it's gonna have to be you. <laughs> what what we'll do is we'll put Andrew. I was thinking we'll put you sit on the you you we put you in the porta potty, and then maybe I could sit around it so your head's coming out of the toilet, Gavin. Between your legs, yeah, between my legs, and then I can kind of be back, and then we'll have <laughs> Eric can kind of wedge in because Eric's got to produce it. He can kind of wedge in by the urinal. Oh, I was imagining Eric like Sam Fisher up in the ceiling somewhere. We could do that. We could maybe do that too. There is, there is, there, they are taller than than wide, right? So there's more vertical space. And then Andrew's just like in the in the main floor area. But um, and <laughs> the then lobby. Yeah, the lobby. He's in the lobby. <laughs> and then uh, and then I figure we'll uh, we'll mic ourselves up and then we'll record whatever an album is. I think 44 minutes, and then we'll call it the Pink Album. But we'll have to we'll have to do that. Post COVID, like that might be a year from now. That's just someday. Yeah, it would be. I think that'd be probably the least enjoyable podcast maybe recorded in Rooster Teeth history. I'd imagine. I think that's but what the audience really? is betting on. I it just would be terrible. Yeah, I think it would be funny for like maybe the first two minutes, and then it would occur what we we'd have to do for the rest of the show. Yeah, I mean, we saw how long Jeff lasted in there just on his own it was about 90 seconds yeah you almost got stuck inside the porta potty <laughs> jeff i don't think you mentioned that. uh yeah we didn't talk about that i did briefly get stuck inside the porta potty <laughs> and uh went from zero to call 911 in my head very quickly my leg my left leg got wedged in a way that it was instantly painful and i didn't think i could get out and I was like pushing on it, trying to figure out how to break the metal brads to like, like, like Hulk myself out of the porta potty, uh -huh. you know, yeah. like, like just push the thing apart. 
Uh, and then luckily I was able to, in a, a fucking panic, just like, <laughs> just vibrate my way out of there real fast. Uh, <laughs> however, I think that, I think that, that the idea of us stuffed into a, into a porta potty, much like people used to stuff into phone booths, I think is so funny that the comedy will be worth it. Is that anyone claustrophobic? <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, not claustrophobic. No, I'm good. You're good? I'm good as far as that goes. Yeah. I like that Jeff said in a way that we it'd be hard to believe that his brain went from zero to 15, call the police, when his last story was a person fell over and he immediately was ready to bury the body, cut open the horse, and die on a hill due to a falling mistakes. It's very believable, Jeff. Well, yeah. You did not have to sell us on the immediate panic of going 911. Dude, I was fucking scared for like maybe You got in there seconds. deep. Maybe eight you were seconds. deep in the porta potty. I was impressed of how deep you were able I was, to get into the I thing. was hoping to get all the way in and like, oh, like wow. below okay. so that I wasn't visible. I, not possible. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a little too tall for that. But I think Gavin might be able to do it or get Am close. I going to be more cramped than that time you buried me in a coffin? You buried Gavin in a you'll, coffin? Yeah. You'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll be you'll be less Im immediately immobile. Like you won't be buried under like f a foot of dirt, like you were. Like in the coffin, you were stuck. You couldn't dig your way out of that. You couldn't have. There was so much weight on top of you. You wouldn't have been able to push the top off. Also, I we we hammered it in, so you were hammered into the coffin as well. So you couldn't have you couldn't have gotten what? out regardless. I couldn't even bend what? my knees to like kick against the lid. Like my I couldn't get my my legs that way. It yeah, was, but you it were was squishy. You were you were late. You were stretched out in the. You're gonna be pretzeled in the porta potty. That's gonna be where it gets more frustrating. <laughs> okay. Why? What's what? Why? Why? Why was he buried in a coffin? Oh. Uh. If you the had ghosts. An, if you had an opportunity okay. to bury Gavin, wouldn't you? No, that's fair. It's a great that's point. Fair. Yeah. I built. A, yeah. I built a. I built a two season ghost hunting show around the idea of covering Gavin in pig's blood and putting him <laughs> in the, naked in a field so that he could attract a chupacabra, which we never got to do, and bury Gavin alive was the other idea. I accomplished one of those two ideas. <laughs> so tied me to a train track and then and then got a fake train to come up the track, scare the shit out of me. I did do that. See, Jeff with budget is dangerous. I'm actually glad that. that Eric can't secure any money for the show. Uh, okay, well, we should wrap up. We're getting yelled at by our, uh, mm -hmm. our incredibly angry producer. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys uh, got anything else you want to say? Take it away, Andrew. I, what? Did we ever make a definitive call on what color hot dog is? Uh, is it brown? Is that what I think it's on? I think it's pinkish brown, pink and, pink and brown. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to retreat away from my orange nature's orange statements and and try to put as much distance between me and that stupid moment as possible mm -hmm. so okay I'm, I'm, I'm embracing pink and, i'm embracing pink and brown and i'm gonna pretend like the color orange never existed perfect why don't you wrap it up gavin uh see that see that subtle play i just did there that wasn't even a joke at all i just gave it to you i just made you hold it that's really good yeah that's a professional move right there that was a pro graceful Th thanks for th thank you how are you worse at than Jeffus? Look, if How you do it when? bad, if you do it bad once, you never get asked to do it again. So, no, oh, that's a great point. But now you you revealed that, so it's a ruin. What do you mean? At least he fucking did it. You passed it off. Well, yeah, I asked a great question. I feel like, and then I passed it off. You want me to close the show? I'll close the fucking show. Thank you for listening to another. What episode is this? Forty-seven. <laughs> Forty-seven. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Episode sixteen. Forty-seven. 
That's a great point. He never I showed up. Save, save my Nick conversation He's for dodging next you. time. Oh, oh. That's a cliffhanger. Oh, and because people, real, real fast, we're saying goodbye. Um, emergency went long. We're saying goodbye. And Eric, we're wrapping it up, Eric. And this is us saying goodbye. Love you. See you next week and all that stuff. But before we go, uh, I do want to mention that uh, we don't want to make you guys wait for a whole year to get a pink album. So we are going to, I think the plan is to make episode 16 the series as a record thing. And uh, thank you for listening. And th- th- uh, what is it called? When you Review and rate uh, and do the stars and uh, suck all the butts. Uh, face out. Come and leave. Come and leave.